Very interesting, uh, Dober Blair. Let's see. Let's see if his information is in line with everything that's being uh, pushed now. I actually had the honor of meeting him and singing on programs with him. Just read about the nefarious things that are being done by this country, not by the citizens. Because I find whether black, white, yellow, or brown, most citizens are not aware of this. And those that do seem to know about it, talk about it in hushed terms about why is this happening. It's as though we're led by a force or by someone who just is intent on being bad, negative, and no good. Now, if that's trite, then understand that triteness is the basis for goodness. Because when we are children and are not so conformed and brainwashed, we understand right and wrong. We understand basic things we should not do. Then we're told either we can get away with it or we're told it's not bad, and therefore those minds now being sublimated now follow on this new type of teaching authority. Used to be moral authority rested in the church, and non-secular authority rested in the institutions of higher learning. Often wonder what institutions of higher learning are now teaching, because to me they're professing things now that only seem to get us in trouble. The true research scientists, it comes up with cures for cancers, comes up with cures for AIDS or proffers those. Their laboratories are bombed. Their papers are, they're, sometimes they're in prison again, like in the case of Wilhelm Wright. It just goes on and on. So I'm saying this, in case you wonder why some of the things that I'm gonna get into tonight may be happening or may happen, look no further than your own mirror. Either you've allowed this to happen because you think it's funny or because of naivety, or you know others that you should correct and you're afraid to approach them because they might hurt you or you have no soul yourself about what is right and wrong. Everybody that allows things to go on that should not go on, either fear of safety of self, or for naivety, or for money profit, therefore has to pay when the chips come down. We've done a lot of wrong here. This country is far from being not guilty of a number of uh, terrible, uh, what can I say, just terrible things, we'll leave it like that. At the same time, there are far worse countries and far worse regimes that run those countries. But now, with what is called the New World Order, these things are being amalgamated. The good now becomes the bad, and the bad becomes the not so bad. Things can now be allowed as long as this one rule can come under the guidance now of the government forms that will let one world exist, one means of distribution, manufacture, one means of production, and one world card because the end result of the new world order is to have one world card, no money systems, all monetary systems obfuscated. We are finding now that there are old plagues that are now coming around to become new scourges. They talk about Lambia Guardia, or Guardia Lambia. They talk about Ebola. They're talking about, again, um, and I have a quote from this um, paper here, if I can find it. I think they call it the Betty Guy or Day Guy, a new disease coming out of Mexico, out of the Mato Grosso, where they're cutting down the trees. They have viruses of all sorts, and of course the AIDS pandemic not only threatens blacks, but it threatens not only homosexuals, but it threatens heterosexual people from all walks of life. We're finding again that the ozone, the hole that supposedly started over the one of the poles of the United States, has, uh, of the world has now spread not only over the United States, 
but over almost all major continents. This hole in the ozone allows ultraviolet UF rays to come through, which are very detrimental to people who have very little skin pigmentation, as well as to people who have a lot of skin pigmentation. What this is causing is melanomas and carcinomas, melanomas of the skin, carcinomas and leukemias of the blood. It is causing the body, which is not able to take in this new ultraviolet energy, this new energy rays, to burn, to fry, it causes, again, an imbalance within the, um, um, the glandular systems against the things that are secreted. It causes, again, as I say, the blood to become toxic. And once we reach a crisis of toxemia, disease and imbalance always sets in. We have as though the planet was actually turning on us. Well, they found that at Chernobyl, and I don't think there's anyone in here that has not heard of Chernobyl, again, that gaseous cloud, whatever it was made up of, drifted away. And there are reports of devastating things that this cloud, which is not completely dissipated, is still able to do. Of course, the Russian government denies that. Interpol denies that. And the United States, I'm sorry, the UN scientific community only gives lip service to it and not before the public press, which never repeats the idea that some atomic cloud could maybe be drifting over, causing all kind of devastation. They're finding, of course, now that uh, on the moon, where they supposedly spent 15 trips to, and I doubt that very seriously, that they have found pyramids on the moon. They don't talk about it. They found round dome structures on the moon. They found an OB-17 bomber on the moon. They find corpses of what looks like human people, uh, again, on the moon. They found, even with Virgil Grissom and uh, many of the other astronauts, Neil Armstrong and so, that reported that they had been paced and had seen UFOs or some type of unidentified flight objects not only on the surface of the moon, but pacing them on their journeys to the moon when they actually went. If you remember, again, back in 1959-1960, when President Kennedy came into power, one of the things that got him incorporated into the United States uh, head uh, Congress, congressional person, was the fact that he said, we must have a race to space that we must win, meaning the United States must win, that we must beat the Russians to the moon. Then, having put all kind of money, changed again Cape Canaveral to Cape Kennedy, pulled all kind of resources and monetary and brain power into this, the Russian launch two weeks before the supposed United States launch, the launch Sputnik. Then, nothing was ever heard about what happened to the Russian launch. Nothing was ever heard, and all you heard was the United States' prowess and progress into the space race. What did happen was very interesting. In my reading of various books and so on, I'll give you a book list later on if you like it. It's yay long. But at any rate, was that a female by the name of Yuri Someone, being one of the cosmonauts, had stated that the Russian launch was blasted out of the sky by an electrical beam, possibly what they now call a beam weapon. I have no idea. But having been so blasted, Many of her comrades were killed and vaporized on the spot. Others were hanging in space where their capsule had been blasted. And as she reported, still on an open mic in her helmet, I guess uh, down to the, uh, the Russian base again, they are, they are collecting them. They're, there's something she was sobbing. And the last word supposedly, and now they're coming for me. I repeat, and now they're coming for me. Now this would make me feel being a layperson and being ignorant and not able to uh, have the deviousness of some of the newspaper writers and AP and so on like this, 
that this woman had been blasted out of her spaceship by something in the sky or from the earth and that whatever it was was able to now transverse space and pick up her hanging in the air in space comrades and herself one thing is very interesting after that russia stopped so much the race for space and in space and started getting into metaphysical research they used to talk about secret projects behind the iron curtain psychic projects behind the iron curtain yuri geller pops up again and many and other people who were supposedly able to use telekinesis by moving objects mind control uh, teleportation possibly they talked about many of the things that are now what we see on the tv screens and on the movies what we call new age projects they started back there in the 60s and in the 70s there was said that Brawatuncheck and uh, another place um, somebody may help me with another big russian city as late as the 70s and 80s had ufo landings there both in a theme park and also near the russian embassy in prague per se there supposedly have been a lot of so-called alien contact with the united states rumors had been that eisenhower rumors had been that truman had all had ufo contact key contact and also personnel that supposedly had driven these ships landing supposedly at edwards air force base at lackland air force base uh one a couple of the other ones again um out in california here all kind of rumors about new as they say personnel carriers that hovered in the air and, uh, and they land hover the air uh vehicle that now was able to go over water and land was then introduced of course nothing about the stealth at that time it's been said that many people have been abducted on earth i don't think you can turn on your tvs now for one solid week without hearing about some ufo abduction either supposedly in a fictionalized drama or the x-files or extraordinaire or whatever again we're seemingly now blessed or plagued with everything about deep space nine about star wars 5030 about star wars uh this and that everything now is about space about aliens about new inventions about dimensional frequencies about life on other worlds and in our solar system why to me it's because we're being prepared for something i don't think that all those billions of dollars on network tv are sent up there for nothing something they're preparing for whether it be actually extraterrestrial alien or government controlled something is happening you've noticed again over the last 10 years at christmas the best sales now are for reptoids and dinoids toys mutant indian uh, turtle movies come out and at one time kids couldn't even stand reptiles in the main now they're loving reptiles now they're loving Dino, and they're loving all kind of other characters that of course not only are sometimes capable of dimensionalizing but look much different than we do interesting enough we have problems here with the races with just four or five different colors and yet now kids are accepting green scaly monsters and fish people and amphibians it's true in the churches we go here tomorrow on sundays and, and saturdays again and we say how we love each other and we can't get along for five days during the week but yet we can see and sympathize and empathize with et the extraterrestrial when he got hurt and then we can go out and lift somebody else or we can go out and give poison to somebody else or we can look the other way when somebody else is falsely accused of a crime we got a very interesting civilization here and with this new world order this civilization is going to get tighter and more chummy and some of the people that we're beginning to be chummy with i don't particularly think 
are the chumps we should be running with. That's a personal opinion. As adults, you can make your own. But I will say this. Many of these research scientists know exactly where some of these Ebola are coming from. They know where the Lambia Guardian is increasing from. They know through the World Health Organization how they gave in Zaire shots of smallpox vaccines, which already were outlawed through the same August on the, uh, organization on the international market. They understand the hepatitis B vaccine that was contaminated again with AIDS, so they gave it to Greenwich Village on two occasions, 78-79, 72-73, to homosexuals. They understand that right out here in San Francisco, the Coast Guard frigate that made eight passes back and forth, spraying bacteriological into the air so that they floated over San Francisco. San Francisco does have a large homosexual population that has no reason for them to try and ostracize or hurt homosexuals because there are other people living there too. So if they only hated homosexuals for some reason, then why about the heterosexual population? What about black, white, yellow, and brown, the Asian community that is there? Understand again, at one of the most heavily traversed areas of the Pennsylvania Turnpike, where you can go east, west, north, and south in our United States, during the summer, when people have air conditioning units on, tops down if there were convertibles, windows down, they sprayed bacteriologicals with unmarked black helicopters. They did it in 78, 79, they did it in 83, 84, and who knows how many other times that I have not been able to document through extensive research. We heard that the American Legion Legionnaires were meeting in a hotel in Philadelphia, and all of a sudden through the duct work again, either induced by some accident or otherwise, Legionnaires disease popped up. But before that time, you heard about, uh, what do they call this, um, they should have, I'm not referring my notes now, I'm doing this all from my mental capability, which sometimes is limited. They had, again, uh, simplex, herpes. Herpes 1, herpes 2, herpes 3, herpes simplex, and then you didn't hear anything more, but you heard about Legionnaires. Then you didn't hear anything more after about eight and a half months about Legionnaires, you heard about AIDS. And of course, there's no tie-in. There's nothing showing again why the yeast infection of candidiasis and candidita now suddenly has gone crazy within the system. And by the way, I'm going to give you possible remedies and helpers for these things. I can't say cure because nowadays to say cure, you over-infractionize, you step into the world of the allopath. So I can say possibly things that may help or remedies for these things. But suddenly now, the government cannot control, the uh, FDA cannot control, we're just full of all kind of plagues and viruses by which the immune system, the shots we used to get, don't seem to be as effective as they used to be. The treatments that we used to have don't seem to be making inroads against these new viruses. I simply say if they're laboratory designed, and I think they are from research, if they're asked for, paid for, and then delivered, then they're specifically made genetically to do exactly what they're doing to the people that they're doing it to. The only trouble is we always seem to mistake the Creator because these people are soulless and spiritless and don't understand what the Creator can do because they think that they're God. So as a consequence, we're going to have to pay for that, and they are too. They're going to have to find out that they're not God. And that the very things that they create in their power struggle and their power-hungry mentalities can come back against them, which it's doing now in the United States, and will continue until they change. And since I think they're so nefarious, they won't change, and we're in for it. Let me again just read you part of an article here. It says, all new plagues, a Latin scourge. It's not just a Latino scourge, it is now a United States scourge. I'm going to just briefly jump through this. Brazil, it starts with a fever like a hundred less deadly plagues. 
Then comes a glowing weakness. The skin turns yellow and the abdomen internal bleeding begins. Soon blood pours from the body through the eyes and an endless black vomit. In nine out of ten cases, the liver dissolves and the victim dies. No, it's not Ebola. It's Labria Black Fever. Just one of a half dozen deadly and little understood viral diseases emerging from the rainforest of Latin America. They were told that those rainforests are one of our chief ways of oxygenating the Western Hemisphere. They don't care. They needed more hotels. Half the hotels they have now are seasonal because of the typhoons and hurricanes. They're still losing tourists. But now you have to tear down some more. Let me go on with this one again to show if you could even look through this or what you would do given that kind of power. These power mad people don't seem to give you know what. Let's go on with this again. People all the time are going back I'm sorry, going into the jungle and coming back with strange fevers. No one knows about that today, I'm sorry, Betsy Duari Thatcher, malaria specialist at Brazil's National Institute for Amazon Research in Manoas. If we started looking for them, we could isolate a new variety every week. A new variety every week. Viruses are the unknown frontier. I go on again. Perhaps never has a battle against disease looked so bleak as it does right now in Latin America and in the third world in general. New diseases are appearing at a frightening pace, researchers say. Even more disturbing, old scourges, once thought relegated to history, are making a comeback, particularly in Latin America. Tuberculosis is one of the things that they talk about. Uh, malaria is another one that they talk about. Uh, plasmodia. What is this? Primordia juice powder parasite. Okay, and one of these Latin things. It simply means a parasite that can stay on mosquitoes, can stay on flies, TP flies, can stay on bees. It's also being brought back to people. Worms and other uh, things are, are carrying it, if you would. In Nicaragua and Honduras, a mystery illness characterized by chills, fever, and severe bleeding in the lungs has been tentatively identified as IS parasosis, an animal disease contracted through contact with animal waste. The outbreak has killed 16 people and sickened more than 2,000 in the two countries over the last two months alone. A similar outbreak in Brazil killed more than 40 people and injured more than 3,500. This goes on and on. And then finally, I want to just go over, um, if I can, some of these other names that they gave for it. Cholera. Oh, please hear this one, according to this article. Human migration also has contributed to the spread of disease, cholera, unknown in Latin America until 1991. Apparently arriving in Peru in bilge water dumped from an Asian ship, since then it has sickened a million people and killed 9,000 people. Controlling it in Latin America will take a decade and cost $200 billion, according to estimates by the Pan-African, sorry, Pan-American Health Organization. I have this article, some of you may have received it. I've tried to run off enough to have it passed out again. What I'm saying to you is, is that we've got a problem not only with viruses that I think were man-made, but viruses because of greed and a lack of respect for the planet are now being released from the tundra, from areas that to me were not necessary to enroach at this time because we already have not settled in all the land already available uh, to our country, if you would, and to the world. Drive some time from an urban city, such as Portland. Take a rural highway. You have miles and miles and miles of areas that could be developed. 
Some of them have trees, some of them don't have trees. In the areas of the earth, we seem to cluster together in small patches and let the rest of the land go by, even though it is a little livable and tillable. We seem to like to see suffering. I don't know whether it makes us feel better because we're not the ones suffering, to see others suffering or just what. But we can always find a way to look down upon somebody else and say, well, gee, it's not happening to me, so I don't have to take any action on it. Then when it does happen to me or someone close, then wonder why everybody else doesn't get excited or get upset about it or help. If you help one, you're supposed to help them all. If you can't help any, then don't cry when it does happen to the few or to the one. There is a group here that seemingly is very interested in what is called the serious mystery. That is very interested in what is called the uh, the people called the Dogons, or the Dogon people as I like to call them in, uh, in Africa, down in Mali and so. There is a people who seemingly are very interested in what happens with the Tuaregs, what happens with the Shaluks, also people in the Congo and in the deserts of Africa who have a very interesting pastime. Their way of life is predicated upon what seems to happen to the dogs. In fact, the phrase, we're going or I'm going to the dogs, comes from the Dogon people, okay? For some time, even before Lewin Watt and Ivan uh, Van Clark and other people on the British Astronomer Royal Society, viewed with their telescopes what happened in our solar system and viewed what happened outside of our solar system and began to report about what happened in, in Proceus and what happened in Alpha Centauri, what happened again in the, the dog stars with Canis Major and Canis Minor. These people could tell those astronomers more about what happened in Canis Major and on Canis Minor than these astronomers could. It wasn't until around 1860 that they even discovered the Dagon system here. But before that time, these people had pottery, had parchments or tablets that they uh, carved on and rocked on and write on, had things that they circulated and tattoos upon their skins, talking about Canis Major and Canis Minor, the dog star. That protection and help could come from Sirius. And also, as we begin to follow that back through time, back to the 20th dynasty, the 19th dynasty, and the 18th dynasty heyday in Egypt, we find that they had or shared the same common beliefs. Amongst the Egyptians, whether we think that they were prolific in uh, mental power or just in fecundity, these people reached a height that has not been duplicated if we believe that the pyramids were built during those 1,600 uh, years time before the 18th dynasty and when Egypt came into prominence. We find there that all that they knew about astronomy, which was very much, they still held two constellations very serious. They held Orion of the Pleiades and Sirius where? Canis Major, Canis Minor. They stated that those two, amongst all, must be watched because they believed that the gods came from there. They believed that extraterrestrial or alien life forms, extremely intelligent, seemed to have a lot to do with what happened on this planet and had done so for years. Before I go a little bit into the 18th dynasty, if that does not hold your interest, then Professor 
Zachariah Sitchin book and novels talking about Samaria and the tablets that were found there also talk about the Anunnaki and the same things that took place there as though there was a lot of interfacing and intercoursing of both goods as well as genetically with people on earth and people from space. One thing that the Sumerians said, the Akkadians said, the Egyptians, especially in the 18th and 19th dynasty said was this, those constellations bore watchfulness. Should never be far from your mind because of the impact of what they had done and could do pretty much any time that they chose. And to understand their cycles of politics in the cosmos probably might behest man very much. It might be one of the best things that mankind could do. They stated that, I paraphrase, that Orion in the Pleiades was referred to as Sahil, the foolish, the hunter, always looking for the souls of man and the sublimination of mind to man to turn him away from goodness. They stated that Sirius, Canis Major, was where the dogs, the protectors, were that had a deep interest in what happened on Earth and were always trying to help man if man could begin to turn back from the path he had chosen back to where he had seemingly started from. Now, I don't know if any of that is true. I'm not sure whether any of you even are interested in it, but I will say it interests me. And I will say when I see how much time in Sumner, in Mesopotamia 1, in Akkad, in Egypt, in Nubia, people spent watching the vibrations and emanations and electromagnetics from those planets that I say something is very interesting about it. We find that during the 18th dynasty, whatever manifested there put an imprint on the genetic structure and the DNA of most of us here. Why do I say that? Roughly about 15 years ago, a entourage came out of Egypt and went through the United States and Canada. It was called Teen Tut's Entourage. It dealt with Akhenaten, his father, and the golden funerary mask, and all of the regals that were found with that society at that time. And yet, think about this, and yet, Millions of people in principal cities throughout the United States came out to view this procession, this entourage. It didn't even have any real sarcophagi. It had only face masks, if you would. Whether they had the real goal with it, who knows. But people by the millions lined up in the snow, in the rain, in the heat, to go to the museums in the various cities in the United States to view this entourage, to see just the face mask of King Tutankhamun. Ask you, why? These were not all black people that came out. These were not all white people that came out. These were not all yellow people that came out. Nor were the brown people that came out. People came out. And they didn't even know why. Something in their DNA or RNA structure, something locked in their so-called subconscious vibrated and they said, this is some procession that must be kin to me and I want to see it. I just want to be there. I'll tell you why many of the Earth people wanted to be there. 
because it was the last time on our earth and even recent history that the people who had the bloodline of the gods were able to reign upon earth. The people who had psychic power and the ability to work with the animal kingdom, to work with all the various species and kingdoms on earth and honored them. The people who were able to look forward to everlasting life because they knew that the soul could not die and that the soul was threatened again by a soulless wanderer who had come into our system and even called more and more upon their own venerated gods to help them by keeping them in touch with the universal prime creator where they believed in our tone or the one god along with the plurality of gods in the old testament and in the codexes of the hebrews and the masoretic text describes were taken again many books which talked about the wars of the lords which talked about the Ifrit, which talked about the humans and mankind in terminology that we have forgotten and told us that there was an abomination that happened on this planet and that there was an overview of people who wanted to see if this planet could ever outlive the laggard's entry into our solar system and upon this planet. And euphemized in the 18th dynasty under Queen Tai, Queen Mu, again, Akhenaten, Nefertiti, and of course, Tutankhamun, the boy king, was the last time when these long heads, and this is why many of the... Uh, the big-headed hominoids he's talking about. ...studies of petroglyphic, hieroglyphic writing, these so-called uh, researchers state again that they were stylized drawings from a time when Egypt fell. They were not stylized drawings. That's the way these people's heads were. They had long heads, much like the ancient Assyrians had long heads and Assyrians had long heads. They showed that there was a genetic structure here incorporated in a DNA RNA factor that was not normally in the genes of Earth people. And it gave them great power for psychic and telepathic prowess. King Akhenaten, sometimes called by the Greek Akhenaten, per se, and Armenopolis, uh, or something like Minotep, was a general who he went out on his uh, battles and so got tired of the fighting. And when in Toxila, talked with the Freyotes there, Toxila is now Singapore, it was part of Asia, and was introduced to the Eightfold Path of Buddhism, and introduced to Krishna and Buddha. Both of those terms mean the black or the black one. Buddha means hail the black. Krishna is the purple black god of these people. They were told that there had been abominations here and that Egypt was going to be one of the chief centers for revitalizing this learning process once more and for seeing if the magical herbs, if the magical incantations, if the knowledge of the underworld and Amenta could now be once more brought back to a people possibly ready for the last time before the wanderers return, what they call the 13th planet which Christians now call Wormwood, the return of the Dracons. And if there could be a time when the people here could reach enough understanding to stop this scourge from happening again and to continue on a path of righteousness, even with all the many humanoid forms that were now extant upon that earth. Well, seemingly, absolute power corrupts absolutely as they taught me in philosophy. Because the more power you give to some fools, the more power they want. They're never satisfied with power, 
because they are corrupted in their souls or are soulless. As a consequence, these priests that were there couldn't take the turn of events that Akhenaten brought forth. Akhenaten changed his name to he who worships the Most High Atan or Akhenaten. Ankh being now a scepter, meaning heralding or relegating, and Atan being the Most High. He stated that he would change his name to Ankh Akhenaten. And then, with all the many wives he had, and by the way, his many wives had given birth also to long-headed babies, which means that that was in his genes for his fulfillment. He had been either placed or planted here, or for some reason he had been changed, so he would proliferate this new kind of being. And then he found Nefertiti, supposed to be now one of the most beautiful women that ever lived upon the earth, outside of Belikas and Makeda. And again, in finding Nefertiti, he chose her over all of his other wives. Two things he had, a very fervent zest for life and an extremely long head, which is looked upon as one of the marks Wake of the humans. Which many of the African They've people They've been here for a bazillion years. Through her, he had supposedly sons. And I won't take it further than that when I say supposedly because that is something for a black history lesson and it begins to speak in terms that I don't think I should share with you, but I will say this which I do think I should share with you. The long-headed babies, either of that union or other unions, and the fact that Nefertiti had a long head and was all very psychic, all of these people were, including Queen Tai, his mother, was the last, as I say, part of the DNA, RNA factor within a people on Earth that were set to rule. The right and passage of kings to rule was based again on the ability to control kingdoms. But we didn't understand that that kingdom was not just the kingdom of Earth, but the other species kingdom and interdenominational kingdoms. That's what meant for the rite of passage for man to come into his higher self. You didn't elect leaders, they were born. You didn't elect rulers, they were born to rule, and they showed it through phrenology, cranials of concepts, and a DNA factor. If they couldn't be telepathic, if they couldn't control animals, if they couldn't understand the people, they were not fit to rule. And once you found a bloodline like that, they tried to keep that bloodline going. This is why, as we got into the Serbian and later on European rite of kings, where they tried to even use incest to keep a bloodline intact, it was brought on by the Nubian Egyptian dynasties, which showed them that there was something there to protect, and something there that met the right of rulership through spiritual qualities, not just political domination. Once Akhenaten had reached his height, he retreated from the warring world and from the so-called social world and did lots of meditations and began to call upon the gods, as it was said. So much so that Nefertiti began to fear for his life because understanding the power math priest at that time realized that if he was not a strong ruler and could not maintain an army that they probably would usurp his power and probably just finally overthrow him. Well, she spoke better than she thought because in her zeal and fear, she conspired with the priest of Amun and he was poisoned, roughly around 39 years old at his death. However, they had the son, the boy king, Tutankhamun, and he died between 18 and 19, also poisoned. 
And one of the curses of that dynasty is that we don't even understand the real names of those people in that dynasty. If Amenophis had changed his name to Ankh Akhenaten because he venerated the one high supreme being in the cosmos, the creator of everything, and realized that there may have been lesser servants, which we now would call gods, nothing but scientists, on other worlds, and respected them, but did not respect him with the same, shall we say, humbleness that he did the Almighty. And he took the time to change his name to Ankhakaten. Why would he leave his name of his only son, or the son that he most respected, to be called Tutankhamun after the priest of Amun? In the unity of early Egypt, Amun Ra, Ra, the Most High Sun God, and Amun from the Nubian dynasty, and there was a great battle that was fought between um, Amun, uh, between, um, I can't think of the guy's name now, Memphis or so on and so forth, and somebody else that represented Nubia. Why would he then have his son be called Tutak, what? Amun. He went against the priest of Amun. He changed his name from Amun. Why would his son be called Tutankhamun? His son would have been called what? Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Yeah. Because it venerated the Most High and the One God, the same as his father had changed his name, as many of the brothers and sisters are now understanding to change their names for the vibrations of the same, and it showed again that they were making a step forward in this immortal life. Why did I spend all that time with that? Because it is from the Egyptian technology, the Egyptian religion, and the Egyptian understanding that our whole system of government has now come forth. And what was said to be the first veneration of a higher, what we would call more metaphysical culture, is now sank to the point where it took a million men to have to come to the same venerated spot to remind them of the bloodline of the gods that still exist on earth and how it has been persecuted. On the back of the Federal Reserve note, no longer a dollar bill by United States men in Congress, but by unity outside of the United States government, which prints this, the Federal Reserve, are still the symbolic metaphysics that all Masons understand and all secret societies of truth understand. The God-man that was on earth and would return in the 13th quadrant. Everything on here is number 13 multiplied. From the Pluribus Unum, from the Nobus Chloride, from again the United States Seal, from the 13 stars, the tail feathers, at the 13 steps again leading up to the nun, Zegarath, and I, of course, and folks above it. All of these things simply show that it stated when the culture that was here with the eagle, which is a predator, begins to fully understand the culture that was then, which was in Egypt, or Aton, or Fez, that this money would be worthless. Because the consciousness would have changed and the monetary system therefore must fall and a new world order, Novus Order Supplorum, would come into being. This is nothing new. This has been relegated in 1776. It was relegated by the Constitutional Fathers. Benjamin Franklin was a mason and all the rest of them. And they have fought against the time when people would understand the serpents among us and fight against the serpent people and its kind to restore again the natural man to earth and to our solar system. This fight has never ended. 
from the garden where the servant was relegated to one who made Eve eat an apple. Misunderstanding that this was three races separated from the underworld, the overworld, and the place in between, the surface of earth. Relegated to fairy tales that children only believe, and now many Christians do. I am not denouncing Christianity. I am a minister of the Christian faith. I'm saying it's time for foolishness to go and for adulthood to come. Simply, this emblematic piece of magical parchment was a reminder of what has happened on our planet and what could happen on our planet if we fail to follow the upward path. Excuses for an adult or laborous. An adult is supposed to know right from wrong or the adult should remain a child. Wisdom does not seemingly come with age. But we have found again that some adults here have forgotten what they knew innately as children, those born of women. We're finding here now that we can find billions of dollars to spend on how to destroy certain DNA molecules, certain DNA fibers, split again all of the fibers and strands of DNA, and hate people just because the people are supposedly too simplistic. And yet, in our wonderful technology of super sophistication, <laughs> we poison the atmosphere, we poison the land, we poison the water, we kill off animal species, we disregard religions, we persecute, and in a power of madness, instead of attacking those that are strong, they always attack the weaker. That really shows a lot of power, does to attack those who can't attack you back. But understand, if there is a creator, and we are only borrowing the classroom of Earth for a certain time, hoping to graduate or fail, then we're playing very, very, very funny with the dean of students, who may report us to the president of the college, who may report us to the board, who may see that we get expelled or shunted away from this planet. It's been done before, and if any of the abductions that are happening, those lizards are back claiming their own once more. Let me deal with that, something that a lot of people want to skirt, and I can only tell you how my research has found a truth. There is no truth to you decide what truth is. Well, you must find your own truth, but I will give you things that may lead to an inflection. Or to a way of helping you form that truth. We're hearing on radio, we're seeing on television, we're seeing in the movies about what is called abductions. And it's said to be done by what are called aliens. I went through a definition earlier about what I consider alien versus an extraterrestrial. These alien abductions are said to be interesting, where they happen on different levels. On some levels, supposedly the person is taken and implanted, either right here, bridge of the nose or the medulla stem where the medulla again it's a 30 second vertebra and there supposedly his implants things that if they remove the person dies they can't remove them there have been many uh reports of cadavers uh, again when the um surgeons have to go in there for autopsy where they've seen them seen these things implanted in there 
And at the time, they were finding them in the 50s and 60s. That technology and micro-miniaturization did not exist, knowingly within the United States across allopathic society. They're finding people who are implanted and seemingly are told or instructed on the subconscious level, right brain, to do certain things, and then they forget what it is that they're supposed to do, but yet they feel under hypnosis that at a certain time, this will resurface. And under deep regression, hypnotic drugs and very excellent facilitators, they can't crack through on some of these people, and when they have, they've died. A few have been able to remember just parts of their kidnapping, or they like to call it abduction, and what was done to them, and they shake in fear, and they hear about little grays, which are really called the Bathath people. The Bathath are from Betelgeuse. They've been around for a long time. They hear about the hook-nosed grays that came around in the 16th century from Upper Bulgaria, now the Caucasianoid Mountains and the Carpian Seas and so the Carthaginian Mountains. They hear again about the Greycons or the reptiles or serpent people that seem to be in the shadows behind them. Even in the book by Whitley Scriber, even in some of the movies that you see, they always show you this reptilian form in the back. And even then, they don't define what this reptilian form is. Why are they still hiding from you even when truth is being released? Because maybe a snake is a snake and any reptile by any other name is still a snake. They still hiss and they still hate humanoids. I have no fear of them because the father that I serve saw them through their backward creation and they will suffer much more than I will ever suffer. But the point is again, they even have a time now to make a change. And even they are still using other people to carry out their vindictive vendetta. They're using the great people, the people from Geese, who have been cloned almost six different times. They can't absorb, they have no souls, they're about to go out of existence. And you wanna know, can you go out of this universe backwards? Yes, you can go out of this cosmos backwards. If you fall far enough away from the creator's mentality, from the mind flow of the higher vibrations. These people, seemingly made a deal with some of the world powers power matters they were they already had all the money they printed all the money they need but that was not enough they wanted technology that these little grays these little viruses coming to a condemned intoxicated planet could bring so they seemingly made a deal in russia with one great one one source of them and then they came and they lied and told the united states well we would make a deal with anybody else if we serve you we serve man, almost like that movie, We Serve Man, a good culinary dish. <laughs> so they said, well, we'll serve you, and all we'll ask is just one little thing. From time to time, we're going to take away some of your citizens. We're going to make them better because we're going to implant them, and plus we've tagged them like you tag your animals now anyway, and we want to follow on this developing experiment, which has been going on now for literally a million years. And... In turn, we will give you some of the best technology to help you go forward, to be able to hold it against your enemies and be able to make them tremble before you. And plus, just to let you get into what is called free space and teach you how to go from planet to planet. Well, the power mad people bought it. Then they found out that they were supposed to report ahead of time the names of the people they were abducting so they could make, you know, cover up for it again, per se, the missing time, if you would. But then they find they were abducting lots of people they weren't reporting, and some of the people weren't coming back. 
Then they found that when you make a deal with Shaitan, that sometimes Shaitan doesn't really have to hold homage to you. No clause in there that he has to respect, because he's not, again, of the same court system. Sometimes I get kind of sick in my humor, but I think nobody can be sicker than the people that I see people worship and idolize. So I think I can be a little bit neurotic if they're already psychotic. In looking at this setup and in understanding the little bit that I do of Earth history, I say that they could have used the previous past history to see that that deal has never worked yet, especially since they believe in the devil, and many of them do, and in the supreme being called a god, and, and Jesus, and many of the other avatars, and they go to churches and profess to. Most of these politicians will show up in church simply because they want you to vote for them. But obviously they don't believe in the tenets of their religion, or they would not do what they did because they would know they can't get away with it. So obviously they're hypocrites. And like all hypocritical people, they have weaknesses. They then said, well, we've got a deal here, and we're not able to control it too well. NASA got a problem. Interpol, I got a big problem. We need help. So they took their best scholarly minds from 13 countries and every state in the United States that had an advanced genius or intellect. They put them together under what they call the Jason Scholars, first under MJ-32, then MJ-12. The best thing they could come up with a plot to blow up Titan and genetically alter and genetically erase certain species on Earth that they thought that they didn't like. That's the best thing they could come up with. They came up with a lot of other thoughts and consciousnesses, but they exacted those too. When it came down to what they could do with the alien scourge here that seemingly lives 30 miles down inside our Earth, not only at Dulce and at Area 51, at Lackland, at Edwards Air Force Base, Lower Saskatchewan, and many other places, but they said that maybe we can do something with them, so they invented a screw bomb, a bomb that could be launched and shot down into the Earth. Many of you saw the movie where they launched a missile that bored into the Earth. Later on, it exploded a magma layer, and we had almost the end of the Earth. I forget what that movie was. It's the same kind of principle. They wanted something that could bore itself into the Earth, explode on the level where they knew that many of these aliens had taken refuge in where they were living, and supposedly implode there and destroy them. Well, they found out that the kind of technology that these people had, even with this is such a bomb, but it caused many of our earth tremors and began to form again pockets of gas throughout what is called our underground tunnel system that began to affect everybody on earth and hasten the day of whatever was coming anyway, which I'm going to wind up with tonight. They found that when at Dulce, New Mexico, in a lab that goes 13 stories underground, this was at least eight years ago, I don't know how far it goes now, where aliens and United States technicians and world technicians were working together on very horrendous projects and some not so horrendous but far from the technology that we now manifest through uh, our various divisions of uh, industrial might if you would you know the North American and uh, Northern Telecom and AT&T and things like this these projects were far past all of that they got tired of it one time did these what was left of human feeling beings and they formed with their delta force 
Tropical will be a kill group who would want to take out these aliens in six minutes. In 32 seconds, they were all dead, not the aliens. Where they found out that they used mental blocking telepathy and the men turned the guns on themselves. They turned whatever weapon they had on themselves. And not only that, but they could get in to make the blood boil within the person until they almost exploded, almost like you see in scanners. You see, the movies are telling us the truth. The screenwriters are definitely relaying from books the things that should be shown, but we're not believing what they say, even though we believe the movie. I don't think we fully yet, as a race of people of varying degrees on this planet, what time it is. I think we think it's still the 17th or 18th century. I think that we think that there is no police force that is universal. And I think that we actually have believed the press clippings that we are the gods. That we can destroy a planet or do anything we want to and nothing's going to happen to us because we are the gods. Well, some people can get just that way out. Now, they have found that there seems to have been a civilization on Mars that still exists inside, that there seems to be civilizations that can exist coincided with us, not only on parallel universes, but simply separated by the rates of vibration. That interdimensionality, interdimensionalness, is only a matter of raising frequency, and then you find yourself in an entirely different life form existence. That we're delicately balanced by the almighty creator, believe in him or her or not, and that if you begin without permission to interfere with that delicate balance, you pay the piper, you pay the penalty. Many people who have power made a pact with these little viruses, which are called the little greys, not understanding that they serve another master. That master was very negative to what was created in the solar system in the form of the planet Cheryl's, John, Terra, Earth. That to hold this planet back with the various experiments that went on here and the various life forms that have been genetically mutated here to see the species could interface and live in peace if they had souls was to set up a call for the gods to come back the gods that had first seen that earth was worth all the tears and all of the planning that have been done to set us in this system which is supposed to be part of Sirius Procyon. The Pleiadians in Orion, serving again a reptile master, do what is called the Unholy Six, sought to use mind control to stop the great experiment that was on in and around the planet Earth. And they felt that since this could be a place of double promotion and triple promotion, a place of advanced concepts where people could become gods almost overnight. In other words, 500 years is nothing in the eyes of the time of the Creator. That if they could interfere with this great experiment, if they could do something to hold it back, that the negative force of the Tree of Life, the Kabbalah that they serve, could set forth more demons in a backward way away from the Creator. 
And so they set first of all with the power man, with those who were not content with being in balance with self to see if they could deviate them to have them follow them. And seemingly they were successful. But now the tide has turned. At the end of 1959, our son changed from a step-down transformer to a direct emitter. It took energy from the various big cosmic suns and related directly to Earth instead of stepping it down for the Earth people. It made the vibrations here and the electromagnetic fields of Earth here change. One of the things that the Dracon or Serpent people had done was to set up a electrical field around Earth, which had at one time only a magnetic field. This electrical field causes us to pulse in and out to vary our frequencies and to fall lower in vibration from time to time than we should. All machinery that uses electricity uses, as Tesla pointed out, a variable current, highs and lows, alternating current. And the alternations of which, when it is low on the electrical spectrum, cause us to fall from the higher type of energies that we really want. A true magnetic field keeps you stable, keeps a static, not oscillating wave, and lets people begin to mature and progress. How they did it, I won't go into that, but it's not that hard what they did, if you understand electromagnetics. Now, our sun, since 1959, is putting forth energy from Arcturus and Procyon and Elcyon and all the star systems behind it and relaying the energy directly from Havana, the central universe, directly to us. And now it means the magnetic field of Earth is restabilizing. New energies are flowing into Earth at an unprecedented degree. Background radiation, which is caused by the so-called geophysicists and astrophysicists, is streaming into Earth ultraviolet rays and x-rays that can mutate, cathode ray bombardment that can alter things are stepping up and cells are mutating. That's bad because it can also cause what we call the plagues to come upon us. But also good is making us remember if we have souls, who we were, why we were, and where we were supposed to be going. It's revving up old data DNA and RNA matter in that right brain. Iconically, we have been taught only left brain utilization. If you can't feel it, touch it, be it, it doesn't exist. Therefore, air doesn't exist. Therefore, spirit doesn't exist. And some of these godless people have bought that foolishness. Since some haven't, the planet is going to be turned over to those that still believe in a spiritual being and can match those frequencies by altering their brain waves and later on their physical apparatus. That sun is putting out energy that is causing what is called by the geneticist junk DNA, and the creator never made junk. To re-combatant and reunite. It's causing people to become now more psychic. Intuitive females are now becoming psychic females. Intuitive males are now becoming the gods they were supposed to become. A god is only a person with more powers than the average person around them in a humanoid fleshly body. But the mind has been altered. The spirit and the soul are vibrating high. Animals feel this senses and they can communicate with them. 
They can begin to read people. They can begin to understand negative vibrations and positive vibrations. And they can begin to alter their own genetic system. Therefore, their immune system becomes secretive of things that can help to maintain against virulence and viruses and bacteria. Inventions are then made during this time to sustain people even against the plague of AIDS and candidiasis and so The molecular structure of the air changes again from ozone, which shows that there is always something wrong and imbalanced there to pure oxygen, which kills off any anaerobic bacteria, which all of these viruses fall under the heading of the anaerobic. It's just that simple. Raise your vibrations in your blood, take in the new vibrations and all those things that are not in the creator's path, not on the creator's vibrations, cease to exist, including human forms. Viruses always are the first to go. But before they go, in that little codicil between one vibration and another, they always manifest the most, and this is why the plagues are back. Some of these warp-minded genetic scientists think that they are creating them. They're given the power to create only to fulfill prophecy. And they will fall victims of their own Frankenstein monster. In terminating and in turning over to Q's and A's from you, let me just say, in Chicago yesterday, people there saw a double moon. Some people saw four moons in the sky. Now, I don't know if it was made to press here or not. It was all over the communities, whether or not the press even reported it. In the Six-Day War, Egyptian tankers climbed out of their tanks and surrendered to six Israeli tanks and some jeep-mounted 50-caliber machine guns, and nobody could understand why. Holograms are now being used to bring about and fulfill prophecy. I repeat, holograms are being used, will be used now to deceive people even fully. At the same time, when the universe through the cosmos and the creator is actually changing. People will now feel and see prophecy being fulfilled, but will only be government holograms. Whatever a religious denomination wants to see, if there's enough people, they will let them see it. And they will follow those false gods and dictates wherever those politicians lead. But in the midst of all of that is the great change that is actually happening on our planet. The great change of the new vibrations that are sweeping over every state in America and every country and nation on this planet. Because people must decide. It will not be a matter of, I didn't know better and therefore Spare me. Yes, people will ask for mercy when they're judged. Because justice will make most of us go to pot. We need mercy, not justice. At the same time, as people are turning and searching for the new creator, will be this false creator coming back in a form, again, of new world order, order technology. But as the molecules of oxygen stabilize on this planet all the powers that everybody ever wanted will return to them as the molecules of oxygen raise the vibrations to the magnetic field of this earth everybody who is sick will get well and everybody who cannot adjust will get sick the earthquakes the tidal waves the droughts the plagues are here because people could not and would not turn from the falseness to the truth. Those of you 
that can feel it and understand what I'm saying is at least 98% true, then can vibrate with that. You think you understand as I do. Those of you who feel that what you've heard has been foolish, that can see no practicality in it, that is also your judgment and serve and follow whoever you would. But I say it's a time of choice. It's a time of mass. It's a time of, again, the left brain giving out and the right brain settling in. And I want to end it before I turn it over for questions and answers with a poem. I am somewhat of a poet. Some of it's good, some of it's not so good. You have to determine whether this is one or the other. Oh, magnificent beast is called simply Hugh Man. Oh, magnificent beast of this strange, enchanted land, you roam your asphalt jungle clothed in skin that we call man. Insensitive, incredulous, and congress to all of God's created works that you find both large and small. Just how long can you wander in your self-created web of total make-believe about who and what was said, changing who, changing how, and what was in antiquity, as a whole world comes to know how you've lied of history? By distortion, deletion, deception, and disguise, you've altered written records from the cosmos to our skies. You've reconstructed universes and summoned even hell, and there seems to be no end to the lies your mouth can tell. What you view on graphs and prisms, what you see in lens and scope, seems too staggering to your mind and ego brain, and so to cope. You'll distort the very heavens, you'll change the smallest beast, and there seems to be no end to let your fame cease. And yet you know within, from the most unto the least, that your time is running out, and your lies, they soon must cease. As we view each bright new morning, even through polluted skies, we know there is a creator, for creation never lies. And so we come together, we new ages tried and true, seeking blessings from our creator and divine release from you. I thank you. Are you familiar with the book Fingerprints of the Gods by Graham Hancock? I'm sorry, Fingerprints of the Gods by whom? Graham Hancock? No, I'm not. Are you familiar with this the idea of man pre-existing before the Ice Age yes. at a high development? Yes. Um, do the dates of uh, May 5th, the year 2000, you're talking about the electrical alignment of the Earth and how the planets are going to line up at that precise time. Do you think there will be some kind of cataclysm at that point? Well, I've heard the date given from the 2nd to the 4th, and now, of course, the 5th. Some are even given the 12th, 2012. I think that sometime in our chronology, there will be alignment of the planets. Uh, our planet will be the only one in opposition to all of the 12 other planets in our solar system, including the Triskaidekaphobia, the returning 13th one. And I think at that time that the pull on Earth will be such that uh, either 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 be destroyed. And I don't think this planet's going to be destroyed. I think it's just going to cause a lot of souls to just be shunted away. It's going to cause great cataclysms. It's going to cause a frequency change, as far as I believe. Are you familiar with the uh, Mayan or terminology about uh, 2012, the ending of the fifth sun? 
Yes. And what are your comments on that? Well, in looking at a lot of the uh, May, and, and to me, anytime a topographer or uh, geographer says Mayan or historian, they're talking really about Olmec. They just won't use the word Olmec. That the Olmecians uh, knew of the order of the serpents that was coming again here, and that the Mayan calendar, as they call it, the Olmecan calendar, dealt with the serious sun of Procyon in the orbits of Venus, as they stated. But Venus was only the one of the protectorates of the serious system of Procyon, Canis B, Canis, Canis uh, Major, and Canis B. And that, to me, is a fulfillment of prophecy. It's a time for those souls who still left uh, here that had the bloodline of the gods to come into their own and a time for Earth to take on a new vibration, complete this vibration. Thank you. Welcome. Hello, Dr. Blair. My name is James. How are you? Uh, October 16th of this year, I uh, went to have uh, the opportunity to go to the Million Man March. And uh, the spirit that I felt at that march, to me, uh, it, it signified a, a change that is about to happen. I uh, don't know if it was just uh, for melanin people or not, but I, I would like to know what uh, your views were about the march. What my feelings were, I didn't understand the last part of your phrase. Uh, right, what my were. feelings were about the march? Yeah. Well, appreciate your going there. My feeling is that our group did what we could to protect them metaphysically because they had given ten and a half months for a very nefarious people in general and specifically a certain Delta command to really act against them. That area there is a very interesting area to say the least. All of Washington is honeycombed with tunnels and caves and everything else. And particularly at that mall and the reflecting ponds that lead from the Washington Memorial and Lincoln, uh, the, the um, what they call it there, the obelisk there, to the chambers of the Congress is just honeycombed. Um, they have what they call psionic and psychotronic, psychotronic machinery, psychotronic devices. Uh, they have used ELF prolifically throughout the world and could have turned it on those men there. It's a very dangerous time. But it was a time when those men raised their vibrations and consciousness. If you remember there, the Crips in the blood even changed colors. You know, those who understand gang terminology, this was two of the most nefarious gangs in the black sections of Washington, D.C. They came together and grew hands. These men stood for 18 all the way to two hours and didn't move. The rain that came before that day ceased that morning and started after they left. These were a terminal time for the United States to remember where it had fallen from, reminding of its melanated carriers of the word and to stop the bosses. Now, whatever they intended to do covertly, and maybe some of the really hostile overt acts that are capable of being done by those who have little consciousness, it didn't happen. Four, even the wind gods, <laughs> the elements, understood when vibrations were raised and understood that this was a turning point. Things were so still there, just amazing to say, if you would. It was the last warning for the United States government, if it still had representatives of the people and for the people, to take a stand. Instead, 
but still following right-wing dictates that everybody knows are wrong. Of course, they can't balance a budget, and they still have pensions that they're denying the agents who have worked hard for them here. As long as a corrupt government leads the people, the people will fall away from the government. Thus, you'll have to have more armies, more nefarious ways of destroying people, and a planetary regime will destroy the planet or destroy those forces even quicker. They're bringing on the destruction of the last vestige of republicanism. And I don't mean republicanism by a party, I mean of a right to rule of the people, the true Republican, the true Democrat, free people, free choices. If that is not honored, and Bosnia, and the fact that they're about to send troops over there shows it's not going to be honored, because there's 150,000 foreign troops now in the United States, never before has an invading army not had to invade. They have that much manpower here, not even again uh, from the time of war of England. And with the Olympics, you're going to see a lot of changes here. It's all going to be bad because the evil must always be shown for what it is before people will actually turn for righteousness. So I think that that was a turning point in the history when two million or more black men came together in peace. Not 400,000, even they had to lie about that. Some people just can't tell truth anymore. So as a consequence, if you lie to yourself, you can lie to anybody. And if you lie to yourself, your soul is threatened and they set up their own destruction. I think it was a turning point that all of us should really remember because it happened in our lifetimes. Thank you. Dr. Blair, I'd like to welcome you to Portland. And uh, I, I, I thought maybe I'd get a chance to uh, ask you this question one-on-one, -on -one, but it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I'm glad that there's someone who obviously way far out in front as a front runner way out there when i was in prison in 1984 uh, I, under the, I was under the influence of some marijuana for one thing and uh, i'm a praying person and because i was under the influence i didn't want to pray but i had been looking at this picture that somebody had sent me of a pyramid and uh and things started to make started making a lot of sense to me and I thought it was probably a period of time, maybe two hours, but later on I found out it was just a matter of minutes. And all this information that started making connections started leading to that same one thing, that was God. And because I was so grateful for this information, I felt like I was going to want to pray, but I said, no, nah, I'll wait, because I was under influence. But I was like a voice telling me to say, no, nah, you need to pray. I wouldn't do it for about five minutes, and then finally I was like forced to pray. I went down so fast on this cement floor that I ruptured blood vessels in my eye and I couldn't see out of my left eye for a whole year. And I'm, I'm saying this because one of the things that I seen was like the, the eye on that pyramid, I was able to look through the pyramid and I'm, I'm real close to that pyramid, never been on a pilgrimage and in some ways I feel like I don't need to because for at least three or four days I couldn't think of nothing that I didn't have the answer for. So. Uh, and then after I got out of prison, I was scared I would maybe even get killed in there. I said, well, I didn't woke up and I'm in the lion's den. So uh, after I got out and I kept all this information to myself. But at any rate, um, I was thinking that there's something special about this Northwest corner. I studied not, not to be no Mason, I'm a Muslim, but I looked into Masonry and I found out one of the things that they joke about is having all this information in front of people's faces and they don't know nothing about it. They consider that 85% of the people are unworthy of this type of information. But they talk about the Northwest Corner a lot in Masonry and Hiram being raised. And I always looked at this country as being like Solomon's Temple. 
and Oregon and Washington or wherever being the northwest corner. So I felt like you coming here, you may have gotten some kind of, you know, I felt like this area was special. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like some of the people that I know and some of the things that we talk about make this area special. So the question was not necessarily a question, but I just wanted to know how you felt about that, how you feel about, you know, certain areas having more meaning or less meaning or some kind of significance to this particular Oregon and Washington area. This area is very special. Uh, the United States at this time is very special. The fault lines that run here, and I have a booklet of prophecies. I, uh, I think it might have even have been left on the airlines, or my uh, members of my group took it down to LA. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. So I don't have it here. It's only 350. If you're interested, you can write to us. We can mail it to you. And it lists also the 20 most earthquake-prone cities in the United States and why. Here, if I'm not mistaken, is Rampato Fault. Uh, the area again that um, and I really well I don't like to speak things that I don't know uh, I really need reference to that because it was well researched and there are a number of fault lines outside of just the one we hear about in California that run here in Vancouver and the, uh, the islands and the oceans of course the lakes that are there this area is also special because it is part of the California Oregon strip and metaphysics teaches that Everything west of the Rocky Mountains is not supposed to be here or was not here at one time. The land that was extant at that time was Christed into by the vestiges of Pomoria or Mu or Pond as it was called. One of the so-called lost continents. And this is why everything west of the Rockies where you are and in California grows larger, is different, has more oxygenating capacity. It's a whole different vibration that was here. Here was also part of the last so-called ice age, which I call magnetic calamity, where part of what we now call Canada, which at one time was very fertile, and so, and the, the last outpost, shall we say, islands of a very fertile continent, was also full of a very strong vibration, and all of these vibrations got superimposed and meshed together, forming what is called the Rocky Mountain Range. The vibrations here, were like a higher sequence. There was a choice here where people could diversify. They could take a high road or a low road. And they could do so with ease. There was a time here again where the very trees, and of course, the, there's always given something to let you know the organ vortex was your means here, just like the Nile when the alien, when the extraterrestrials reversed the Nile. That was their sign there. That these were holy lands. These were lands where magnetic anomalies could happen and you could raise frequency or lower frequency. You have choices when you come to places like this. There are 16 places like this on the earth. I think that here, the way you are going to go was tested by Russia in 70, either 86, 87 or 70, 79 with this project by which they used the staccato woodpecker ELF waves from Riga in Siberia and bombarded people here in Eugenia, Oregon. If you go back and check out the history about 10 years ago, you find that the crime wave went up there. They used this as a test module during the so-called Cold War, which really never was, just a time when supposedly there was a different enemy, communism this time, to test people out here in Oregon to find out how they would react to the woodpecker effect, what they call the ELF subliminal waves. This is a very unique 
city. This is a very unique state. Right there at Crater Lake, if you listen to the legend of Crater Lake, it says that one of the biggest meteors or spaceships ever was landed there. Of course, many people think the Native Americans are all foolish, so they don't respect so-called Indian legends, but they're not Indians. That's why we refer to the Native Americans. They had their own tribes. Columbus, of course, was an interesting person. Here at Crater Lake, at Klamath Falls and Klamath Lake, you have the algae that can hold more oxygen, which can help your soul and your spirit to raise in vibration, because it can raise the blood. And still, you have two brothers that are fighting about this, Victor Coleman and Daryl Coleman, who one took the high road and refused to subliminate and to genetically find a cause for AIDS, and Daryl Coleman, who's out, who has very little intellectual sense as far as his brother who's a genius even they fight right there on the left here you have good and bad and what i'm simply saying is you can take the high road or you can take the low road you and your thoughts can either make an earthquake happen here they can cause such destruction that all of you will be in tears or within the next two years you can so change it and act as a model to avert all of that this is why you're going to find more metaphysical things happening here the tremors will come back again. Mount St. Helen won't go off this yet. You get warnings. Well, good people always get warnings. But how you think, how your races live, how your politics live, how your religious faction lives, and truth will decide what you're going to do with Portland, Oregon, and all of Oregon itself. Of course, it's just the tip, shall we say, of the coming cataclysm. Okay. I have a twofold question. Uh, by the way, thank you very much for coming here, uh, Dr. Blair. Uh, I think the information that you have to impart here is uh, critical in our development as uh, alienated people, people of color, black people, whatever term you, that uh, is comfortable. Um, the first question is uh, for someone who couldn't be here, and that is, um, um, what is the history of uh, the white race? Um, I personally have uh, heard two stories, uh, one under the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the other one is Dogon Allegory, the story of uh, Lulu and Melo. So I'd like to get your insight on that. Uh, the second question is dovetailing off of the last uh, questioner, and that is uh, when might, might we expect uh, some of these natural disasters to occur? And the B part of that question is, should we flee for more stable ground to the east, or should we just remain and wait to see what happens? Okay. First of all, I thank you for the compliment. I don't know if you're going to appreciate my answer, but I do thank you for having stated at the onset that you were glad that I came. I will not get into the origin of race because we're too racist in this country. I have given you the origin and metaphors here today. Definitely, there is a difference between the races. And there are four basic ones, not five, but four basic races again. The planet will tell you where everybody came from simply because those that cannot adapt to the new melanin that is latent in all genetic structures, white, yellow, also have melanin, will simply cease to exist. They will get sick and they will die. Melanated people, because melanin uh, is very sensitive to drugs and low frequencies who continue to use the drugs and continue to think negative thoughts will also die. Melanin is like a channeler, a precursor. Those that have melanin 
latent in their genes from the Moors, the Moorish invasion of Europe, per se, who have melanin because of things that were done some time ago, will find that melanin beginning to take to the fore. They'll be able to tan, not freckle. They'll begin to think under very oppressive radiation waves. And they'll begin to find that there is a soul there that they can call on. Those who have the soul and misuse that energy, who were the genetic scientists, shall we say, of the two or 3,000 years ago, will find that it does not pay to overstep the bounds also, because what comes around is always worse than what is initiated. I simply will speak this way. The land that all races share upon, which could have been the melting pot, which is the United States, will suffer the worst because it is the one that more was hoped for. And whether or not it suffers here and how soon, again, I repeat, will depend on the vibrations of the people. You cannot lie to the air. You cannot lie to a creator. You can lie to men and deceive all you want, but the vibrations are around you in your electromagnetic field. The vibrations are over a city. The vibrations are over a state. The vibrations are over a country and a nation. And the whole planet can view what is happening from space. The pressures when you hold things in, when you act nasty, will build up in the earth itself because you're part of the earth. And once you tune to those vibrations, what you do will immediately go to the ninth power. So I simply say, how soon? Depends on the vibrations of the people. There are whole groups of so-called psychics and so-called metaphysical groups that are constantly meditating and praying to dissipate that buildup of energy through the tunnel systems to dissipate the energy from the inner sun. We didn't even talk about that, the soul of Earth, and have it to make frequency with Procyon and with our own sun in peacefulness without building up pressure. There are whole people that are trying to rise above racism and religiosity into this true spiritual vortex that is from the Creator. And I simply say that you choose for yourself. If it continues as it's going now, with the elections in 96, on a right-wing, very unfeeling, negative, mind-controlled Congress continues to do what it's going to do. It'll happen in 96. It'll be devastated by 98. But we have until, as was pointed out, either 2005, 2012, 2002, anyway, in a very short time, a combination of celestial bodies where pressure will be put upon the Earth to stand alone or come into the Federation. And I simply say that choice you're making with each passing day each passing hour, every time you think, and you think beneath the dignity that you should hold as a soul creature. I can't tell you when it will happen, but I say it could be very, very simple. I would like to take a moment and uh, allow myself to, for you to read my mind and my soul. And so... I'll keep a moment of silence and things like Buddha or Christ or people who have reached a certain uh, uh, experience that can share that with us that we can no longer uh, be blind. And uh, I think that I would like you to leave something with us of that uh, meaningful and powerful uh, communication that we can take to our homes, we can take to our community. I respect 
your deference, but I believe that you fully understand. As far as meditation and prayer, I think all of us should be doing that constantly. But it says also to act as well as pray. It says also to meditate and to effect change on a daily basis. I speak in workshops and say everybody should go into meditation at least a half an hour each day spent with themselves away from TV and loved ones and hated ones and everything else just to begin to find out who they are because it all starts with self. As you well know, there are shapeshifters, there are those who have made pacts and agreements with alien beings and they exist already under the very grounds of which we speak and in other areas in Transvaal, in Pennsylvania, in Transylvania, in Carpathian Mountains, Caucasoid Range, out of Nevada, Utah. They've always been here and as long as this planet was created for the specific purpose it was, they always will. But you don't have to follow them. You will come under the rule of the Almighty Creator in one form or another, and each individual must find his own truth, regardless of mama, daddy, societies, nefarious as they are. What we have here now is a time for each person with the soul vibrations, whether they learned it on this planet or came here with it, to go back to the source of truth, for you can't get away with it. There will be a change. Nobody can sit on the fence. One way or the other, one side will rule. I serve the powers of the light. I will stay that way. Anybody who wishes to meditate and bring out their best side, that is their choice. There's still time for choices. There's power and negativity and immediate rewards and also immediate justice for some which they're going to beg for mercy. For the worst condemnation that a creator could give would be to put all of those who feel that power and follow the serpent together with nobody else but them to counteract with except themselves. That is justice. That's hope that those who follow that receive mercy. Yes. Dr. Barry, Dr. McCormick, I would like to ask you a question about experience that I have been having. Uh, as far as being the fallen angels, can you elaborate a little bit on that on the metaphysical level? Well, in the term limited as I am of the fallen angels, we speak not just to a person, but to a group of angels of the ark, the arcs of energy that surround a universe and individual solar systems and that they chose to disconnect from the light and chose to become, as Lucifer, the shining one, to create their own energy, their own life force, and to have people worship, and again, for power. So once that fall took place, then others could fall and laggards could be sent here from other systems where they had proven that they were not good enough to go on for a final showdown in chance and that once these laggards were accepted here and once the temples of the white light uh, couldn't do anything with them as they turned even against the gods themselves as they were called that we've had a problem here and therefore all the very negative 
forces could then concentrate on 21 such planets like this to bring about whatever had to happen. But these serve as, shall we say, guideposts as to what will happen in the future, which we're creating at the present. For our past has been someone's future, someone's future is our past. All things entertain. Here, the privilege of seeing what fell can rise may be what we can bring about. If not, then as those who fell from grace, from the higher vibrations, from the seventh and sixth and fifth dimensions, they'll manifest here and find out what it's like to go backwards and become this third dimensional all over again for what would seem to them forever. That would be the worst curse that could ever be put upon people who fell away from truth. For those who then have found that it wasn't worth it, and for those who came to try and teach and help, they'll get their rewards too. But they will be the new gods, not the creator, but the new gods of the universe. That's my truth. Good evening and welcome to Portland. My name is Barbara. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, meteor shower that's been happening over the city of Mexico for probably a 90-day period. I caught like a 10-minute um, excerpt on a cable network, and they said that the national networks would not cover it number one question about that if you do know about it uh what do you think the significance is of that uh number two uh does it have anything at all to do with the olmec society which dwelled in the southern tip of mexico and number three might that have anything at all to do with um what the natives believe would have happened anyway for instance those um so-called statuettes or statues on Easter Island that were supposed to have been mobilized at one time in robots. Once a year, the natives down there dress up in these uh, costumes that look like our space uniforms, and they say that people are coming back, their gods are coming back. Is this all related? Does it have any significance at all? And why has it been underplayed by the press? I'm glad you didn't have many questions. <laughs> What's the first female question, so I'm making up for all those that did stand up. <laughs> The latter part I'm not even going to speak to, but I'm glad that the female asked the question. I think, you know, like my psychology professor used to answer me in school, yes, yes, no, no, right, right, and bye. And it would frustrate me no end until I began to also be able to play that kind of a mind game. I don't like to play games anymore. I think simply that the Easter Island monolith were the tip of the felled loop or pond where they were still constructing these things to ship them across to their satellites uh, and divisions throughout the Earth. That the meteor shower, I've heard something about not in detail, but there have been many meteor showers which are nothing but incoming spaceships, if you would, and laboratory ships, much as was shown in um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They send these things to test and to sample and to let them know what's happening. We're sending them or someone else is sending them? We're not sending them. Oh, okay. The United States, if you mean we, has a whole fleet of magnetic electro, stop that, electromagnetic saucers, if you would. They have beam weapons, even at the time when they recruit money for it, they already have it. Uh, they have cloned the little grades. They have, they really have advanced technology. The only really thing, they weren't able to build Avril cars or alien vehicle uh, what they call it, ordinances that could shoot at the same time through this electromagnetic field because they only have an electrical field. So they taught them just enough to get them in trouble, but they could still shoot them out of the skies and they couldn't shoot the aliens out of the skies. The um, 
energies here are again as I think I tried to say before, maybe not too well, I'll try again. That all of these things will take place. Alien or extraterrestrial vehicles, changes in vibrational rates and storms and things along this line, hiding by Reuters and ANP and UPI and some things that are said but people won't will read it but we won't believe it. These are happening not only because the Olmec saw it happen, because the Dogon saw it happen, because the Tuareg saw it happen, because the Saluk saw it happen, because the Maui Islanders saw it happen, but because lots still in these people are souls that wish to reconnect. They continue to bring in the light. Others are going toward the light that they're bringing in, and it will be made so clear as to what's bad and negative and what's good and positive, or positive and negative should be variances that everybody will be able to choose. These are only signs for what we would call second coming, revision, revitalization, wormwood, whatever you want. It just shows that a time of change is very near. And these are the signs that kind of precourse that change. Thank you. Welcome. I need to know, uh, I was traveling, uh, coming from Pakistan, and I experienced something that was remarkable. Um, what happened was, there was a high-pitched sound that really bent me over, but as I looked around, nobody else was affected. Uh, I've had other experiences right here, high-pitched sounds, but, you know, nothing that devastating. I was wondering if you might be able to elaborate on it, if you had any knowledge of it, or... There are many sounds that are going about. Some are called the Dow's hum. Uh, there is what is called the International Geological Hemispheric Program. It's through the Bering Straits, so some is referred to as the Bering Straits Project. It is a project using what they call moles, M-O-L-E, and not the underground CIA implanted moles, the people who are, again, sublimated and carrying out bad dictums, but more to what is called the molecular organizing laser equipment, which are bearing digging holes. They started off going maybe about six foot every day, and now they're able to make such rapid progress that it's even frightening to them. A lot of people were destroyed, their minds ripped asunder, and their souls even shattered using that kind of electromagnetic device, but nevertheless, they're using it. And it is a part of digging out the holes underground, connecting with many of the underground cities, uh, from Basho to Gartha, of course, they, they don't go into Gartha, but they will use the, what they call cavern worlds. And they're trying to re-enlarge these places to hide people from the surface when the so-called cleansing takes place. They are utilizing the existing tunnels from Agartha to Shambhala to Mosai to, uh, there's a couple of, I can't even remember the names now, but they're just many, many cities and tunnels. The earth is honeycombed with them. So underneath these western areas, these vibrations of these tunnel borings are of course driving people nuts per se because they're using uh, frequencies that are very bad for the between the heart decibels and the brain frequencies, and many people are disturbed by them. So as they continue this project to enlarge, to renovate, if you would, 
and to bore in from the cities that now exist, since they are not allowed to sometimes use the existing chasms into these big tunnel ways by which they can circumvent the earth and hopefully hide there as they have before and as they think they can do again. It won't work because the soul of earth this time will put out vibrations that will collapse those tunnels and will send such resonances through them that they'll go mad there too. But as any other person who won't conform and thinks that they are the greater, they will have to suffer their own ignorance. Good evening, Dr. Blair, and welcome again to Portland, Oregon. I have a two-part question that I would like to allow those of the light to return. Before, it was just like reaching into a cesspool, and they couldn't take the vibrations, but it wouldn't incarnate to go through that kind of thing just to help out when the people in turn were not ready to be helped. Now that there's so many incarnates that are ready to be helped, that corridor is once more open. It was open between 43 and 83 with the Philadelphia experiment. It's been kept open through negative means, but now it will be used also as a passage as the various corridors and things that are on Earth revibrate to open up many corridors now where advanced people and higher minds and higher souls can now re-enter and those that are here can reawaken. It's a time of change. So yes, I believe in the inner sun and outer sun and the corridor of the sun, as they call it, the vortex path. Good evening, Dr. Blair. My name is Stella, and I have, I think, three questions. First of all, I'd like to know about the reptilians. About which? The reptilians. Um, I'd like to know, from a scale to one, from one to ten, how far did they fall, or how evolved were they? How evolved were the reptilians? Yeah. And, you know, how low were their fall? Um, how were they, how did they come about? Is that the question, or is there more? Pardon me? Is that, was that it, or is that's, there more? That's one. Okay. That's just one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, I hope it's not going to be 20 questions here. Uh, let's go with the first one again, because I can see this may be lengthy. Okay. Uh, to my understanding, the Dracons, as they're called, and Draco, Draconian, as they would call it again, uh, existed as a 13th planet right on the perimeter. We are actually supposed to be in the, uh, in the Canis Major, Canis Minor, Sirius system. Since Orion is very close in the southern hemisphere, they had a lot of negativity for what was called the Unholy Six and the Orion, the Pleiadians. And if you read Barbara Masiniak's books, she has a very good explanation, except that she has bought them, except when she came back with Earth, the Living Library, which she finally says they're admitting that they have control now, that they are losing, because they've now got to go back into their past to correct our future. So they started, they found, like everybody else, you can only get away with it for as long as you, you know, for a limited time. But the energies that come in enable a whole group of people called dinoids and reptoids, who because of the way they looked and the need for a more icy, a colder vibration, looked down upon the warm-blooded uh, laggards, again, and the crossbreeds, as they call them here. They also could serve the universal prime creator. They also concerned first cause. But because they were so advanced and put here first, instead of realizing they now could fall further, they felt again that they should now have direct control and that humanoids should worship them. Uh, they found out that there was a power greater than them, so instead of fighting that power, they returned now discouraged to go back to the old crimes. But this time that's going to change too now. So yes, they're here. Yes, they do exist. Yes, they did have a whole lot of say-so on earth. They no longer will have. They will try them, and they're on their way back. 
back here for specific reasons, all of them strong, all of them knowing what they want. And unless you put them in their place quickly and the government is trying to stop you from doing that because they don't want you to under-recognize those souls that are coming in, they will open the gate floodgates for every negative thing or they'll come and fight every negative thing tooth and nail because they're the last ones to come back. They are the strongest. They are the strongest. Now, and I could go on that one about drugs and why they allow them to have and what this does to melanin and all like this. Let me go directly to your question without equivocation. We enter into either male or female bodies. Our hormones of pride may make us homosexual. We still have preferences for whatever body we find ourselves in simply because we are the strong old souls. There are relationships that have been set up that what we now call racially have nothing to do with race. There are old and young people that will come together because there's true love and a true graduation of that soul competent together. There are white people that will see black people with hate, and there are black people that will see white people with hate, and a white people will see black people with love, and black people will see white people with love because they're gonna look into their souls. You must understand that whatever you love or hate, you draw to in the next incarnation. If you don't believe in reincarnation, that's not my fault. Let me also say that what must be justified and done or undone will be done in this lifetime or the next, and that's all we're going to get. Everything else will be settled on the spiritual soul plane, and there'll be wars in the heavens as there were before. If we can understand not to judge but to live your own life fully, then you understand finding love in any form, in any race, is a very hard thing to take you on this planet, and you're blessed if you can find it. If these people are so moved to even take the racism that exists in this country and still try to get together, God bless them. Let me say that their own souls will suffer, and their physical bodies will suffer, simply because they have come to a racist planet in one of the most racist countries on the face of the earth. This state is only a microcosm. I see it in Chicago, I've been to New Jersey, I've been to New York, I've been to Philadelphia, I've been to Texas. It's happening all over, it's not just here. You think it's here, it's not just here. The female wants to give birth on this planet and it's through that channel and through that womb that the new people come in. The white woman is drawn to the black man because of the vibrations of melanin and the fear that what she's giving birth to would not be able to survive the new age. At the same time, it can survive and will survive, but not as an earth surface person. To stay on the surface, we must have melanin. Men have always fought over women when women have been short and the sexual exchanges have been cut back. There's a man for every woman and a woman for every man. We're told that women outnumber the men on this planet. That is not true. But the men do liquidate themselves in wars much faster than men do, women do. What the vibrations now are saying, take whatever body you want for your soul vibration to finally find truth in this dispensation. And when you can understand that the teachings were, and I know many people will not like what I'm going to say, many people have not liked a lot of things that I've said. The soul will enter into a body you're an end age that you can best learn from and get things straight with. I can't put it any more simplicity. And souls can change bodies, and whatever you hate or love, you must enter into in order to learn why you hate it or love it. That's why it's good to stay in the middle pillar, the middle path, not get too much in love or too much in sex or too much in anything, but find your path of righteousness and a path of spirituality. There are black people 
hated white people that are now incarnated as white people. On this planet, mark my words, I'm talking about planet John, there are white people who hated black people that are now incarnated as black people, and that's why when these souls now will not stand for injustice, it's because they have had lifetimes of living outside of that fear and that kind of degradation. It's a time of truth. Souls have no color. People do. If you can't learn when you're in the body, you have to experience it again. And new birth will come in and woman still wants to preserve the best talent for her soul offspring. It's the best I can make. Thank you. You've been listening to the voice of Dr. Adelbert Blair, who was gifted uh, to be able to explain a lot of this metaphysical information that has been suppressed to a diverse group of people and cultures and he could always deal with questions of race and history without polarizing people but bringing people together so I hoped in my exploration and search for truth to be able to give you an alternative to some of the other uh, sources and uh, I feel that you can look him up you want to learn about black history, I had the pleasure of actually uh, getting to sing on the same programs and speak to him, but that was before my awakening. Goodness, now, if, if I knew then what I know now, the conversations that I would have had with Dr. Delbert Blair, a very classy man, who really, he knew how to deal with people that uh, were limited in perception and uh, coarse in manner. It's really uh, the way he treated women, the way he, he was just a total class act. That's all I can say. And a true elder that I could look up to. So you want to look something up for Human History Month? You could start with Delbert Blair. If you're white and you are curious about some of the uh, melanated information that has been suppressed because of the supremacy going on on this planet, you can listen to him uh, give some scholarship and edification without being uh, accosted, offended, or insulted in any way. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Much, much more to come. Kyla Powers Radio.